Lord, our Heavenly Father, as we've come, here's the question. Do you really want more of God in your life? Do you really want Him to destroy all the things that you hold so dear so you can have a relationship with Him? Are you willing to give up to draw closer to Him? Dear Lord, as we come today, Lord, let us hear about your love that you have given up everything to love us. Praise band goes. I was given permission today. It is Mr. Kaysen's birthday on Monday. Do we want to sing happy birthday real quick? Sure, everybody. We need a spotlight. <laughs> I should have asked anybody else had a birthday. On the 11 o'clock service, that's a big deal, and I keep forgetting it, so. Uh, there we all are. Happy birthday. <laughs> that birthday song was for you, too. Uh, we're going to come out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can all thank me later for that. Uh, I'm going to read about probably one verses one through eight, and we'll get the gist of it uh, right there. Need a little history on the, the book of Corinthians real quick. Corinthians 1 and 2. Uh, Paul is writing to a church on the island of Corinth. The island of Corinth is a small island, uh, and it's, but it's, what it's known for is its World Trade Center. It's people, it's people of all multicultures and everything else are coming to this island. Paul establishes a church here and, and, and they're going along. This is also, because we'll, you read about it in Acts, uh, is also where the goddess Diane is worshipped, the fertility god, which really is just a legal form of prostitution at that time. Uh, and so all this is going on there. 
And Paul has been there, obviously, and he's left, and a letter comes to him, and he's going back. There's something about James in here, but we don't have time to explain that. James from the book of James. Uh, But let's explain that in a Bible study one time. But so here they are. They're going along. Paul is writing to a dysfunctional church. Dysfunctional. I know it's hard to believe that even, even in the first century there was a dysfunctional church. In fact, the reason Paul is writing is because they don't even want Paul back. And Paul gets this letter, and Paul writes a letter back to him. In fact, that's what First and Second Corinthians all about. And Second Corinthians says, I'm not even coming. It would just cause more trouble for me to be there than me to just write you a letter and be on with it. Believe it or not, churches get dysfunctional. Of course, not Lake Park Church, other churches, the Baptist Church down the road, or the Church of Christ, the guy behind us, whoever they are, uh, all these other people. Never us. Uh, it's never our fault, is it? It's never our fault, is it? And so this whole letter is how to live among one another. Because in the island of Corinth, you had people from all kinds of cultures. All, I mean, there was black, white, yellow, green, purple, whatever people there. They, were all, they worshipped all kinds of things. Uh, and, they're, and they're coming together. Really, you've got a Heinz 57, if you will, group of people. Church is the, still today the biggest cultural mixing of people than anything else. We're with motorcycle people, and uh, I don't have my antique car people here. We're with motorcycle people. Who do we hang with? Motorcycle people. Uh, when you're with uh, the people who do the antique cars or the classic cars, who are they hanging with? Classic cars. There's always this common thread and theme between most of our friends is a common thread and theme, but church... Is a place where people from different races, different backgrounds, different cultures, different economic status, everybody comes and everybody needs to be on the same playing field. It's the one place when you walk in the door, it doesn't matter your status in society, where you're from, what color you are, or anything else. When you walk in that door, you are equal because God says he's a respecter of no person. Meaning everybody is on the same playing field. And that's what we're supposed to treat. And that's what Paul's trying to get through to these thick people's skull. So we're going to read chapter 13, starting at verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, all knowledge... And though I have all faith, so I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8. Love never fails. Let me repeat that. Love 
never fails. I'm going to jump all the way to verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest is love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Uh, Paul is telling us here, and he also says it in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. No, chapter 2, Romans chapter 2, verse 11. In Romans, there's no partiality with God. God judges you and me the same as he judges the person in prison. He judges you and me the same. He loves us the same as he does the homeless person outside today. He doesn't favor whites over blacks or whites over Hispanics or uh, Filipinos or you know, Pacific Islanders. He doesn't favor America over another country. He loves all of humanity the same. And we need to come to realize that when we're dealing with one another. And we really need to come to realize that when we're dealing with each other in the church. Is we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different, we all have different educations and we all have different things. But when we stand in the house of God, you are not better than me, nor are you worse than me or anybody else in this church. And we need to learn to deal with each other on this level at which God deals with people. Love one another. And well, I'll get to that in just a minute. Church growth. Believe it or not, I like to study. I read books about church growth. If I go to visit a church uh, with a walk through the mass and, and different things, I'm in a lot of different churches that are not Methodist. And I come to your church and I see it's a big church and it's, it's got a lot of things going on. Guess what I normally do? I did this last uh, two weeks ago. I went to a church because of the walk to Emmaus and I got there. I got to talk to the pastor. He was there. I needed an appointment with you. He's like, okay. What is, what, what's going on here? Tell me what's going on. Because what, what do you got going on that I don't have going on? Why are your pews full and my pews are not full? And I'm going to tell you, number one thing, you know what every mega church has? And I'm not trying to build a mega church, but you know what every mega church, do you think people go to a church where they're hated and felt mean to or they're, they're rejected? No, a mega church, they may not know the pastor well. The pastor may not know your name. But they feel connected and loved. That is the biggest thing. Why do kids join gangs? Study inner city kids for a minute. Why, it doesn't have to be inner city kids anymore. Why do they join gangs? Because that, usually their home life is dysfunctional. Their school life is dysfunctional. Every part of their life is dysfunctional. But man, there's a set of people that will let me come in. They'll, they'll make me feel like I'm somebody. Don't make me feel like, yeah, I might have to break the law and do some criminal things, but that's okay. I'm accepted. I have friends here. I got people that are going to watch my back here. I got people that, that even when I mess up, they're still going to hopefully treat me well. And, and so we go along. What is, what is every church going to grow? I was at uh, Macon not too long ago, and every church that Tammy and I get assigned to seems to do better. And that's nothing that we have done. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to, uh, I say I'm a praying man, but if you want to really meet a praying person, meet my wife, Tammy, by the way. Uh, she puts me to shame in a lot of things, spirituality. And, and I'm just honest with that. I, I understand that. I'm, I'm getting to heaven on her coattails, you know, if, you, uh, <laughs> if possible. Uh, but, but what is it? Church growth. 
people come to a place. People will come to a place that they feel that they are wanted, needed, and loved. People will come and flock to you because we live in a hurting society. We live in a society where it says you don't measure up unless you have this car. You don't measure up unless you live in this house. You don't measure up unless you got this job or you got this education level. You don't measure up unless whatever it is, the X factor is. And people are just needing a place to go where they fit in. Regardless of the amount of money, regardless of the amount of debt they're in, regardless of the amount of dysfunction in their life, regardless of how their marriage is, they just need to go to a place and be able to sit in the presence of others and feel wanted, needed, and loved. That's what it's about. And so I don't ever invite people to church. I mean, I'll sit there and say, hey, can you come to Lake Park, you know, whatever. Uh, but what I really say is, I'd like to invite you to sit in the presence of God. And who's Jesus? Look at your neighbor real quick, unless you're sitting by yourself, then shame on you. Uh, look at your neighbor real quick. And do you see Jesus in the person that's sitting next to you? I hope you do. Because the Holy Spirit's supposed to be living inside of us. And we're Holy Spirit, because remember, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit cannot be separated. And so if you want to see Jesus, look to the person next to you. If you don't see Jesus, I don't want to break any marriages up today. Move. <laughs> Get into the place where you see Jesus. Paul sits there and tells us, Paul tells us to love one another. He's telling this, this dysfunctional church, and this is a dysfunction. They are biting each other's heads off. They're tearing each other up. Praise the Lord, they didn't have a sound system back then because they would have argued about the sound system, the video system, uh, the color of the carpet. You know, focus on the family. I love focus on the family. It's the American Church Institute. And, and I was reading the, the devotional thing from, do you know what to still? And we're going to face this in 2021, at the end of 2020 and 2021. Do you know what still is the number one thing that separates a church, that will divide a church and people will leave? Does anybody know what number one thing is? The carpet. The color of the carpet in the sanctuary. I know pastors that will leave the church before they get to the carpet situation. We're not leaving. We're going to change the carpet because this carpet needs to be replaced. All right. <laughs> number two. You know the number two thing that divides the church? And this is why your walls are the eggshell white. <laughs> because we cannot agree on a color. Have you made nothing anything about eggshell white? And so we just say, okay, it's neutral, it's going to be eggshell white, and, and that's what we're going to flat white, and that's just what we're going to paint it. It's a safe color. Let's hop out of safety real quick. Let's hop out of safety. And let's get into God's presence and what's going to bring us closer to God. And we go along there real quick. In prison, I learned the song in prison. It's a monotone song. They will know us by our... Can you all, a little more excitement there on that one? Uh, I, know it's, I know it's Sunday morning, the Super Bowl day, and, and you all be praying for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't really care about football, but uh, I'm from Kansas City, right down the road from uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, but on that deal is, they will know us by our... He's getting a little better. We'll work on that a couple hours later. We'll be all right. John 13.35 tells us, 
Everyone will know you're my disciple if you love one another. Let me ask you here today, besides your spouse, and that may be a good person to ask, Except Tammy, don't ask her. Uh, <laughs> but your spouse or your kids, that's probably the wrong people to ask. Hopefully the answer is yes. When you're walking down the street, when you're at Walmart, and you actually get to see the cashier, by the way, or, or Home Depot, and you actually have a cashier, do they see Jesus in you? I was doing a great devotion, and my time thing's gone, so I've got to keep my time straight. I'm running late already. I'll, I'll tell that late story later. But so as we come forward with that, I want to do something else today. I never know what to do with this thing. I hear you laughing. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you was hating somebody else, Christ that loved you so much that he died for you. I heard a great devotion yesterday with a communion last night. And I'll just narrow it down real quick. When we come to the table, and I know we got a couple visitors here today, everyone is welcome to the table. No matter where you go to church at, everyone's welcome. When you come to the table, It's your opportunity to remember God died for you to get right with God, to get back on track. God's given you another opportunity today to come into his presence, to receive his presence, and to be right with God, forgiveness of all sins. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask those in the music team and those who have asked to come up to help with communion. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless the bread to be your body. I'm going to ask you to bless the juice to be your blood to remind us, to remind us that we are loved by you and we're to love one another. Here's my communion people first. I'm going to get John to, John, come on. Am I missing somebody? Come on. I thought I had four. Okay. Hey, Philip, can I get you two real quick? Oh, he's holding the baby, but, you know, sorry. <laughs> the body of Christ broken for you. Hold on. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Jesus poured out for you. Grab that cup. The blood of Jesus poured out. I mean, the body of Christ broken for you. body of Christ.
is they serve the music team, and then when everybody else is ready to come up, the table is open to everyone. <clears throat> Young and small, old, it doesn't matter if you're a member of this church or not. Table's open. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand over here at first, and I might need some other people to help me. I got oil here. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask Angela, number one, to come forward, uh, if you don't mind. I want to pray with her, but I want the rest of the people to come and pray. And after that, uh, as you come up and get communion, just stay up here and pray. If you need prayer, just come up. Go ahead and go. Amen. Angela, if you don't know, I'm going to tell the story. Go ahead and spread out and start serving. The table's open. I know we're running close on time. That's why we're trying to do a couple things together. Come on forward. Angela is going through cancer treatments, and I just want people to come up and pray for her. I'm going to anoint her with oil. If you want to be anointed with oil, uh, come up and kneel down, and I'll pray for you too. You can, you can step in for somebody else. Just give me that name when they come. Have you heard about the Bible that runs oil, that pours oil out? Mm-hmm. This is the oil from that Bible. Oh, really? Hester got it for me. There you go. Praise the Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. I receive it, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. We're coming here in the yes, name Lord. and in the power that you yes. have given us. In the same power, the Holy Spirit, that you yes. rose Lazarus from yes, the dead. Did, that, Lord, you healed yes, people, you Lord. Did, Lord that, Lord, people, were, the blind yes. could see, the lame yes, could Lord. walk. We yes, stand Lord. on the same yes, authority, yes, the apostolic authority it, uh, that you have given to yes, the church, Lord. Lord. And Lord, today, we lift up Angela to you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to remove this cancer from her body. Lord, right now, Lord, we just ask you that she'll be healed from this. And we're going to ask you, Lord, to heal her so she can continue on with her ministry, Lord. And Lord, we come and we we just petition to you, Lord. And we speak the authority of your name over her life, the name, the power the devil can't stand, the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's my beautiful, beautiful, your beautiful child, Lord. She's coming. Lord, I just feel there's a a heavy spirit upon her, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit just flow over her to love her, Lord. Let her know how precious she is to her kingdom, to your kingdom, Lord. That your love and all that she goes, that her sins are forgiven, that she is a child, the child of you. And your promise is that you have a world and a life plan for her, not to hurt her, but to prosper her, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, a Heavenly Father, I just lift up John to you and all that he's doing, all that, how much he loves you and all that he's doing, Lord. Lord, continue to be with him. Continue to be the hands and feet of Christ, the Angela, and the, the head of his house as a, as a spiritual leader. And Lord, as he comes to this church, continue to bless him with the ministry that's going on here, the ministries at the nursing home. And Lord, we ask you this in the power of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.